Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Silas Harper-Bray. On today's episode, I had a very impromptu talk with a good friend of mine named Danny Phillips. She and I actually work at the same school. Now, originally I was planning to talk to another friend of mine named Miguel, who is a trainer in the army and military. Um, however, due to some life circumstances, we ended up having to reschedule for the next episode. So you'll see him on here next week, we hope. Today, Danny and I talked about something that isn't exactly fitness related, but I think is something that the fitness industry does need to take into consideration, and that's body image. We live in South Korea, and this is a country that puts a lot of emphasis on your physical appearance. People in this culture have a very different perception of what it means to care about somebody than they do necessarily in the United States. A body image is a problem basically around the world and is heightened when we're in a culture such as the Korean culture. Today we touch on a lot of subjects, so I've actually broken this into two separate episodes. The second part will come out early next week before my chat with Miguel. We talk about body image, beauty standards, and other lots of fun juicy topics across cultures. Just because this isn't fitness related, doesn't mean that it's not useful information for trainers, coaches, and other people who are in this industry and working with clients every day. It's important, I think, to remember that just because somebody doesn't look a certain way doesn't mean that they lack certain capabilities. As healthcare professionals, I understand that a lot of our job is looking out for people and their health and their wellness and their well-being. So taking into consideration the experience that people have when they don't fit certain beauty standards is actually really important to our job. No matter what your opinion of it might be, I hope that you can gain something valuable out of this conversation, as it's not terribly scientific, but I find the emotional quality of it to be quite worth our time. As always, thank you for coming to Savage with Silas. If you like this video or this content, please like and subscribe. We have new episodes every single Friday, Soul Time, and Thursday, Western People, American Time. I'll catch y'all on the flippity flop. Here we go! <laughs> <laughs> it is the moment. It is the moment of reckoning. And I'm ready. I think. <laughs> Are we ever ready to go? Oh yeah, this necklace always looks like this on camera. I gotta take this off. Is it a little too blingy? It's like bling bling to ching ching. Bling bling. Blinded by the light. Revved up like a deuce, another necklace blind. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Today's episode sponsored by... Yeah, Pakes, give me money. <laughs> You've got a lot of it. Uh, yeah, so I'm Silas, this is Danny. Hello. <laughs> We're going to talk about the human body today and our acceptance thereof. <laughs> so what's your history with, uh, with living in various cultures all over the world and, and knowing that, you know, people respond oh. very differently to our forms? All right, cool. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm Danny. I'm from America. Um, I've lived in Korea for 10 years and I am not a small woman. I am very tall and I am bigger than most people around my neighborhood, around my city and the country I currently reside in. Mm. And it has been an adventure. <laughs> I can only imagine, yeah. Korea's like particularly, 
particularly intense too about mm. like body regularity and like even just in regular appearance terms like strict strict rules for haircuts strict rules for clothes strict rules for every part of the physical form so like in korea has it been more intense than other places that you've lived mm, i would say not directly mm. it's 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 always kind of very indirect. Like, uh -huh. I'm not gonna tell you directly, you need to be this appearance, this this thing. Mm. I'm going to skirt the issue and say, oh, you'd look so much prettier if you lost weight. Oh, like people have said that to you. Oh yeah. Just Koreans or Just like Koreans, like my too? boss, oh, my. my boss at a previous school, this is great. Um, I was, actually no, this is when I was in Indonesia. This wasn't Korea. Oh. This, my boss, sees me the first day I come back after having dysentery and losing about 30 pounds from complete and total dehydration. I come back to work and she says, oh, you look so pretty. I am literally on the brink of death. And she's like, you're so pretty. <sighs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, that's really extreme. And that that is that is definitely an extreme example mm. but that is one of the times where mm. i was like wow people people don't think i'm pretty unless i'm like this but you know what mm. i have a big old middle finger to show them so yeah 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 and the middle fingers are quite pretty <laughs> they're painted nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your hair done get your nails did flip them off <laughs> real nice and strong yes exactly um, going off of that, um, when coming to Korea, I did notice constant pushes for plastic surgery, uh -huh. diet clinics, weight loss clinics, doctors pushing mm. diet pills. Um, it's quite common. The diet culture here is quite strong. Yeah. Cause you know, everyone is competing with each other mm. to climb this social ladder that really has no meaning mm. because it's not it's not really a race to the top in terms of your qualifications it's really a race to the top in your looks it's actually really true because I, I feel like the the competition here is less based on like just raw success which I mean I don't know maybe some people will disagree mm -hmm. but I always felt that way in America like people in the United States were like well I'm a doctor well I run my own engineering firm and like all these cool things and, and that's great I'm glad we have mm -hmm. doctors and engineers and so and I'm not here to insult that but that it's just a different focus right so in America it's like Oh, I've got the the nice stuff and the nice job and the nice family and the nice house and it's just sort of a bonus if you happen to be like whatever the definition of hot is now I've been gone from America so long I don't even know anymore <laughs> but like here in Korea it's like you have a job quit cool check but do you look good particularly for women oh god like it's intense man Mm -hmm. I go to the gym here, I am noticeably taller and thicker than like anyone in the gym. And I feel a little out of place sometimes. Like, you know, and, and like an, I, I am the norm in American sizes, but in even in Korea, I'm considered like large. Mm -hmm. Well, and then going back to look at what America considers standard size versus what is plus size, Right. 
Then look at that here. Let's look at some numbers really quick. This is hilarious. Are you ready? I'm curious because I actually don't know what these are. Okay, these numbers are ridiculous. Mm. Okay. Um, the most common size of American women, jean size, can you guess? In the USA? The most popular denim size. Like 12 or 14? Close, 16. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that, okay. Yeah. A size 16 is the most mm. common, most frequently sold, most women wear this size. I it know. tops that chart, 16's across the board. Okay. Um, what is considered plus size in America? I'm gonna guess 16. Yes. That is the oh, that is, old that is about the start. Kid. Old Navy coming through. <laughs> um, money, please. Um, <laughs> We're gonna get all the endorsements today. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is gonna be fun. Um, now, I don't know the answer mm. on the most common size in Korea for denim sizes because they often do what is called free size. Oh, okay. They do, do they do that with that pants and shirts yes. here? I've never noticed because like, okay, so I, I really don't go to like Asian sized stores mm -hmm. because our we had we tend to have like differently Your shaped bodies. Pants become capris. Yeah. And I mean, they tend to be a little shorter and a little slimmer in the hips and like, that's okay. We all need our stores. So I usually go to like H&M and Zara because they, yeah, give me the monies. Because <laughs> they, uh, they have sizes that will fit my butt and I need I need a I need the big booty in the pants so I'll go to those places but sometimes when I when I'm like oh man that's a really pretty Korean dress it's beautiful like Korean fashion is amazing mm -hmm. but I'll look at it and it just says one size I'm like who who is this for I don't know what one size is and so like sometimes it fits but often it doesn't mm -hmm. I don't really even know what free size is supposed to mean yeah, a lot of times if you get out of the free size realm, mm. which is honestly, it'll have an elastic band and just everyone mm. is supposed to wear it. Um, love that eye roll, feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me mad. Okay. Um, so going off of that whole free size thing, um, mm. the denim size that is considered plus size in Korea. Oh no. Like most major Western retailers Mm -hmm. So I'm talking Gap, Zara, American Eagle, H&M. Oh. Um, what mm. is their highest size? What do they consider plus size? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Maybe 10. I guess it's 10. For most of them, it is either an 8 or a 10. <sighs> Gap stops at a size 8. That's like not even large. In America, an 8 is considered a medium. Right. I'm try I don't even know what size I am now. I think I'm like a four or something like that. And I don't, I don't feel like I ever really, I don't know. Oh, that makes me think of when I first came here though. Cause so like when I first came to Korea, I think I weighed something like 80 something kilograms. I don't know, I didn't weigh myself at the time. Um, and then I lost a lot of weight in the first year that I was here, but it was honestly just a result of raw stress from my job. So it wasn't like I was being super healthy. It was just my job was really, really, really stressful. Uh, quick note, if you guys ever want to work in Korea, just really check out your job first because a lot of schools will try to work you like 70 hours a day. Look for blacklists. Yes, check the blacklist because they are, they are painfully accurate. 
But yeah, when I came here, I think I was a size 10 or 12 in America, mm -hmm. and I would have a really difficult time finding pants. Um, I literally had to go all the way to Hongdae, which is like one of the most famous districts in Korea for shopping. I would have to go all the way to Hongdae, like almost two hours from where I was living, just to buy pants or mm -hmm. order them online. And it's a huge pain because I, I look around, I have eyes. There are people here that are not foreigners that need pants that are that size. And so I start wondering, first of all, where are you all buying your pants? Like, <laughs> I need your secret. And second of all, there's a market. And mm -hmm. from a business perspective, it actually doesn't make any sense to me that they would isolate a market and not take advantage of it right it's like in a, in terms of business it's just silly mm -hmm. and i think they're like oh we're trying to like i don't even know what their argument is it's like the old lulu lululemon or like oh. what was it abercrombie <laughs> <laughs> hey. it was like it was one of those like you walk into the shop and you smell it before you see it. Mm. Those kind of mall shops. It was like Abercrombie and Fitch or something like that. Hollister Paxson. type. I don't think it was Paxson. Um, but it used to, They someone said, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, um, that we don't want to make clothes for those bodies. They were othering people who are outside of their determined size range. And... Lululemon, which is a yoga company, you know, mm. based in fitness. Right. That was the most controversial one that I remember because mm. it was one of those moments of you want women to wear your clothes and be healthy, but what about the women who are trying to be healthy? Right. You know, there is literally half the market that you are now excluding because the majority of which are outside of that. So, hmm, your business practices, hmm. Ethics. Hmm. What a concept. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like it's stupid for them and it's stupid for their customers. So I can't mm -hmm. really understand the justification aside from, from thinking that it's their brand identity somehow mm. to be exclusive. And I think a lot of people, a lot of companies thrive on that idea of like exclusivity, being like, oh, well, we are Lululemon. I think they're doing better now because I recently was lurking on their website just seeing who they sponsor. They so. have now expanded their size range. Good. Get companies in trouble. Hold them responsible. They need to get the talking to for being butts. <laughs> and not supporting my butt. <laughs> I need my butt to be supported. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I'm glad they're doing better now. It's just, it's unfortunate to me that this idea of exclusivity continues this like hurtful pattern and trend mm. because a lot of people tend to think that and, and I realized before I say this, this is a really sensitive topic right so like a lot of people have really negative ideas about you know individuals who are larger mm -hmm. and there's a lot of assumptions that are made about people when they don't fit like beauty standards or whatever it is and I think for a company to back that idea up isn't fair to anyone and it's right. also like reducing the amount of potential profit it's just stupid mm -hmm. it's like it's hurtful to people it's hurtful to the business and so yeah. I don't think that it's a, a good situation for anyone right and I think one of the the most frustrating things like as a plus-size woman is mm. 
a lot of my confidence is directly tied up with my appearance. Mm. And I want to be able to look good in these clothes that are on trend. I yeah. don't want to wear a burlap sack, thanks Korea, all the time. <laughs> they do like Because the that is what is available for people who look like me. Because it's right. easy, it's cheap, and they can make a profit off of it because mm. I don't want to just be a clothed person mm. that's not like running around naked in the streets. I want to be someone who looks good in right. my body and feel good in my body mm. when I'm in a public setting. I mean, even when I'm not in public, but it's true. You know, well, and you make a good and point. and a lot of a lot of companies they do have their target demographics, and mm. I get that, and I I can respect that to an extent. Mm. But as the culture is changing, mm. and as perceptions of beauty are changing. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's appreciated when different companies are opening up and realizing, oh, hey, Lizzo is like a billion dollar powerhouse. Let's jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, it's actually a really good point. First of all, mad respect to Lizzo. Lizzo, if you're listening, love you. Second, I think you do a very great job of looking nice. Hey, and I'm sorry that you have to ship a bunch of it. Because I know, like, Danny and I have been oh. friends for a long time now. And I know, you know, from our conversations, a lot of the closet stuff that both of us have, we have to ship into the country just because it's mm -hmm. so hard to find here. And, yeah, like, going back to what you said about the burlap sack, the stuff that we can find here in Korea for plus-size women is often so unflattering and it seems to be like just <laughs> like a rectangle of like badly badly sewn fabric with like a terrible color and like usually no pattern or mm -hmm. if there is it's atrocious right yes. and it feels like you're just wearing a blanket <laughs> it's not and I mean sometimes I want that but not in summer we want we want the cute dresses and we want the nice mm -hmm. high-waisted leggings it's just like it's frustrating to not have you know access to those things right on the bright side though in the mm -hmm. last last couple of years a lot of Korean women in particular are starting mm -hmm. to make a wonderful business change Ooh. And there are several women-owned businesses that are mm. starting to become designers and producers of plus-size clothing. Mm. Um, there are a few clothing companies that have extended their sizes here nice. because they're realizing yep. that not all women fit into a cookie cutter and, hey, we want to make some money and have some customers because... You know, with, with fast fashion, mm. you know, a lot of companies are quick to lose customers, you know, if they're more of a boutique style and they're selling a hundred dollar mm. dress that H&M can sell for fifteen ninety nine. you know? That's true. So in order to get, you know, a new demographic coming in and buying from them, they have to adapt or drown, mm. you know? Um, but the one thing that has been killing me, and I, I went on a little bit of a, a little bit of a rage mode tirade the other day. They're modeling. <laughs> oh no. Oh wait, I think I saw this. Okay, I'm excited for this. Uh, so there's a, there's a dress that's meant for like a woman who's like a size 16, 18 in the US equivalent of sizes. Um, but the model is a size two or four. Um, so she's just dancing around in this cute picture with a dress that is falling off of her. Oh and gosh. I just can't help but think I'm never gonna buy that because that looks atrocious on her. I have no idea how it's gonna look on me, 
Right. I'm pretty sure if I order it and put it on, it'll probably look good because, you know, confidence. But <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to support this bull crap. So one of one of my hobbies when I've got some time to kill is mm. to post on these Instagrams because for some reason I'm, you know, the target mm. demographic these days. I follow all the plus mm. size, you know, Instagrammers and stuff like that because... Mm. You know, if they feel good, I want to hype them up. And, you know, they have honest mm. feelings out there sometimes. I'm like, hey, that's me. I can relate with a lot of these people. Sure. But getting back to the point, mm. you know, the algorithms are saying this is your target demographic and that's me. But they're not even doing a half attempt to extend that olive branch to actually, like, mm. get there. So I would really... Really love to see some plus size models. And I know Korea has them. I know Korea has them. Because Vivian and Henny, two of the most beautiful women Mm. I've ever seen that are Korean plus size models. And I just want them to have all the jobs. Because they're amazing. (laughs) Money, please, no (laughs) This time I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah. Like... Wow, there's so many things to touch on there. Sorry, like, <laughs> no, no, a lot. <laughs> it's good. I like it because, like, this is such an important conversation to talk about. You know, the the experience that people have every single day mm. living in a place that doesn't want to acknowledge that we live here, <laughs> because it's kind of like not just foreigners but Koreans as well. It's like mm. every woman who lives in this country, and to some extent men as well. There's this really limiting factor of what is available to us. And I know some of that is that we're on essentially an island, right? I mean, not really, but it kind of is. Well said. <laughs> well said. But we, some of it is because of that, but we have like 50 million people in South Korea. We have a lot of resources here. So it's, it's a little frustrating that it's taken so long, but I am glad that we're headed in a more positive direction in terms of like, availability of clothing and the beauty standards are changing because when I when I first moved here to Korea I remember that being quite slender in the legs was really 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 the thing that was Mm -hmm. like the look you wanted to have small thighs and a slim waist and just be 2000s Paris Hilton but oh, Asian, yes. Yes, and with really long, glossy black hair. I have to tell you, so the, the hair gets me every time, so pretty. But that was the vibe. That was the vibe. See, I like our hair too. See, we look Curly. like ice, we're like ice cream cones. <laughs> Chrissy ponytails right now. This is gonna be the cover <laughs> of the show. Good. Thank you, everybody, for coming to this episode of Savage with Silas. I talked here with Danny Phillips about some fun topics today. She will be back for the second part of this episode, which I will release sometime early next week. And next week, you can also expect a chat with our friend Miguel. He is a trainer in the Army. He works with military dudes. He also was stationed here in South Korea, which is how our stories overlapped. So that should be a really fun and interesting conversation. If you like this video or this content, please like and subscribe. If you have comments, please drop them below. We're happy to answer any questions you have for you. I'll see you guys next week. And as always, stay savage, my dudes. Bye.